Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello. So today we are talking around the uh, challenge that I've just done. So just a, a little over two weeks ago, uh, we were, we decided that, well, it should be three weeks this Thursday, we decided to run a challenge. Now, um, we don't normally do something so big, so spontaneously, um, but the opportunity was there. Um, the thought process was there. Martin had been looking around, um, thinking about doing challenges uh, and I decided that it was a really, really good time from a from a timing point of view. People are still in lockdown. People are wanting to improve their sales, improve their businesses where they can, where they can still sell. Um, they want to do groundwork on on businesses that uh, currently, you know, they're they're not doing anything. Uh, apparently, in furlough, you can still do training. That's an acceptable element to do. Um, and so, you know, people were finding wanting to find ways of. Um, of, of keeping themselves busy and doing some work. In addition to that, um, I've been working really hard on the selling my selling without sleeves business and I was in a position where I had information to share. I'd been working with clients, I've done activities myself, um, various steps to help me to build my business back up, you know, after the initial shock that people had around um, being in lockdown and, you know, people stopping trading. So it was a it was a really good opportunity. We were a bit like, well, if we don't do it now, when are we going to do it? Um, you never quite know what's around the corner at the moment as far as, as activities and restrictions go. So uh, we set about doing the challenge. So that was on the Thursday, um, the Monday evening, the ads went live and on the following Thursday, was when I mentioned that uh, the challenge was running on the podcast. So um, last week was super, super busy and I was really fortunate to have a session that I'd recorded with um, <laughs> Jess Lorimer to, uh, to send you guys out last week. Uh, so that was from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we'd actually swapped around the the previous uh, podcast with this one, with the Jessica one, in order to uh, keep things consistent and keep me uh, providing you with updates and podcasts. So I was very busy last week working on the challenge. The ads had gone a lot better than we'd expected. Now, um, for those of you which have ever run ads, um, they can be unpredictable things. Um, and not only are it, is it unpredictable on what it's going to cost you, depending on how your audience responds to things, but you know, you're always, it's always a learning opportunity. It's always an opportunity to see what resonates with your ideal customer and what doesn't. Um, and one advert in particular, um, which was me um, running through different things that people say when they're being sleazy in sales so there's the sort of stereotypical sales stuff so um this is the last one left um i really like you but you know we've got loads of people interested in this um you're going to, have to provide a better offer always be closing all that sort of sleazy stuff that people people can do focal point for in the videos and and that did amazing now obviously videos tend to perform better than images facebook ads because people can engage with them and you can retarget people better off them so it you know we knew that that would do well as a video um, but we, we didn't realize quite so well so with the same budget that we were aiming to get 500 people in over 
just under six days, we ended up getting 1,800 people onto the mailing list. Now, bearing in mind that my Selling Without Sleeves mailing list was pretty small, only had a couple of hundred people on there, that is a massive, massive leap in itself. So, you know, I was looking at around, I think my lead cost eventually were coming in around the £5 mark. But originally when we started out, it's, it always gets more expensive um, when you're scaling on the same ad set. Um, but yeah, we ended up with, I think our, our sort of average cost was just over the £4 mark for somebody to sign up, which is, is really good. We were pleased with that. That meant that for our budget, we were able to get uh, a considerably more people on it. But obviously... The trials and tribulations of, of attracting more people is that um, it gets a lot busier. So what we had planned for 500 people, which was reasonably manageable, um, turned into the, it was 14, just over 1400 people um, joined the group. You always get a drop off um, because people sign up and then they don't think to, um, to, to, to actually join the group, uh, which is a bit of a pain because uh, then you end up with really snotty emails um, being quite rude over something, which is at the end of the day a free challenge. Um, but anyway, uh, so so yeah, we got fourteen hundred people in there, and it was it was really lovely. In that, um, you know, once the ads were turned off, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of doing ads. Um, ironically, based on what Martin does with his lead generation, um, but for me it's putting yourself out there you know I'm fine with my warmer audience they're people that I know and I'm familiar with and who are kind to me um putting it out to colder audiences um you do open yourself up for criticism I was a little worried over what sort of criticism I might get um I did have people challenging what I was saying I did people have people challenging on some of the other ads um you know the facts and figures and that I was lying and I was being sleazy myself by you know over exaggerating claims all the claims were true um all the examples were accurate but you're always going to get that unfortunately what I was really pleased with (laughs) I don't know if this is really sad or not but what I was really pleased with was the fact that um no one was mean about how I looked (laughs) um which was one of those I don't know (laughs) <laughs> one of those sad things that I held on to throughout the whole thing was oh well nobody called me fat I am currently uh 17 weeks pregnant so I think that now I I do obviously look pregnant um but it, it you can look a little bit like you're just a bit chunky around the middle and I was expecting some some you know fat last comments kind of thing but I didn't get those which was really nice um although I was mentally prepared with a you know, quite scathing response. I was very relieved when the ads went off to talking through the sort of journey that I've been through over the last couple of weeks with it. The ads were an element of stress for me, I think because they're unknown, because I haven't put them out that much and because historically, you know, people have said inappropriate things on ads and and got involved and criticised and stuff. And I just, I just don't like it. It's just not it's not something I would do. I struggle to understand where someone is coming from and what place they're coming from when they do that sort of stuff. Um, you know, my thought process is that life is a bit too short to be commenting on somebody else's ads. I'm making claims and getting so angry over really not like not a lot. Like if you don't like something, just keep scrolling. What's your problem? But anyway, I was caught. I was, um, criticized for our, the choppiness of our editing. Um, we did them on the Monday. They went up the Monday night. It was, you know, it was a very rushed job. Coincidentally, though, people tend to engage better with ads which aren't so slick and and, and business-like because they're a bit more interesting, they're a bit more intriguing because you're not quite sure what to predict. Um, whereas when they're very, um, you know, when they're when they're very structured and they're very slick, 
um, then that can have a um, it can actually end up being a bit too corporate for people uh, I think we could work on the editing for sure um, neither of us are professional editors by any any stretch of the imagination but we got the the ad where I was criticizing salespeople we got it out to I think it was over 155,000 people viewed it in the end um, so you know it got a lot of eyes on it it got the conversions we were wanting so obviously we did something right with it um, or would I do the same ad again yes but would I actually I would definitely make more effort with it um it was very off the cuff cuff stuff but it would be interesting to see how something that wasn't so off the cuff um performed versus how that performed but uh we shall see that will be for for next year's challenge so once the ads were off we had the people in the group we started an introduction you know that went down really nicely uh, lots of people got engaged and I think that was the thing with it I don't know if it's because people came off a fun type advert there were other ads out there um, but the the one which got by far the biggest uh, response was the 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 one where I was you know doing um, scenes of people being sleazy. So I'm not sure whether that attracted people who were in that frame of mind or what. I don't know. Um, but we were really fortunate that the energy in the group stayed really positive. So you know people got in there. They were engaging on the introduce yourself post. Um, we had over. Oh, I think it was like 1.2, 1, uh, 1.3 thousand comments on the on the on the first day. And as any challenge, you know, you're anticipating a drop off as the week goes on, and that did happen. I was really fortunate that I think Monday and Tuesday were quite heavy. So the first two days were quite heavy going. There was, you know, my my aim was to provide value, which is a real balance to do, um, providing value and, and insights and actionable things at the same time as keeping it quite simple. I mean, I wasn't in to the idea of getting people on a challenge and you know them doing that their first name and checking that their settings were right as their first day's challenge there was just too much that I wanted to cover providing enough value while still you know giving them a reason to want to work with me further at the end it's a real balance um, and obviously until you get out there and you're testing it you're not quite sure how the balance is going um, so we recorded as we went with the tasks for each day so that um, I was able to sort of keep tabs on how people were doing really fortunate that the Wednesday we'd come um, we we created a worksheet that was it was very actually it was very straightforward and it was really positive and I think actually I'd definitely do that again because that meant that the sort of Monday Tuesday people might have struggled with but the Wednesday gave them a really good hit because they had to put down three testimonials and three facts you know evidence of, of them being good at what they do and that that worked really well it was really nice um so I'll definitely look to do that again and so that provided a sort of lighter subject uh, matter um, we decided we had sort of mixed feedback from people who'd run challenges before from business mentors and everything else on what day to actually um, you know do a soft launch of the offer and so we originally we eventually went with we originally went with the Wednesday then we changed to Friday and then we changed back to Wednesday and and to be fair I'm very I'm very happy with our decision on the Wednesday I think it gave more people more time I'm a big fan of social proof and using social proof as much as possible, bearing in mind that most of the people on the challenge were a cold audience, that they hadn't come across me before, they hadn't worked with me before. So I probably had, out of the 1,400 people, 
Um, I probably had about 100 and 150 who'd worked with me before who were familiar with me from from my warmer audience it wasn't a warmed up crowd by any stretch of the imagination I was conscious of of losing people and I was conscious of ensuring that there was enough social proof to give people confidence and um, what we were able to do was from the Wednesday people were able to book into calls and we got fast, fast action takers who you know did booking calls pretty much straight away so I had calls on Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday um, we are now recording this on Tuesday morning and I've been up um, since six uh, so that I can talk to people on the early slots so you know it's a very um, it I'm not going to to lie that it's not hard work it it really is Um, but it's something that I've really enjoyed and talking to people after the challenge talking to people who I've had contact with whilst I've been working on the challenges I've I've really enjoyed it it's been really nice uh, just to talk through how they found things as well as talking to them about the academy so we put together an offer for um, the Selling Wealth Seas Academy. It's something that we're going to be running going forwards. This is the first time that we have launched the academy. Um, and I've done courses before, um, but not not to this structure. So, you know, I have social proof. I have testimonials. I have evidence of people doing well. And my problem was that my challenge was that it was always through one-to-one work with me so I'm not a fan of doing the digital products for some people for some trainers um, and mentors it works uh, because of their subject area for me uh, you know I'm all about tailoring your approach for your style and also for your ideal customer Um, to then be like here you go guys one size fits all advice it just doesn't fit with me I want results to get results. I have to be working with these people one-on-one, understanding where their ideal customer is and helping them to create the toolkit, which is what I talk around um, with the um, basically the sales, the sales language, the conversations, the responses that you might get. You're going to, on a regular basis, get the same queries, get the same problems from customers, um, and you can find your way around those solutions and, and those conversations by having an idea about what you're already going to say so if you've practiced what you're going to say not only do you feel more confident um, but that comes across to your ideal customer you know and you're able to deliver it more confidently so that can really help in the sales process and also looking at the, the bigger picture lots of people come to me saying you know what I have a problem with my sales but actually the problem that they've got uh, isn't in the sales conversations and they're actually not getting enough volume through to see that if there's a problem in there or not what they are seeing is that there's a there's a problem further down the process so you know they're not generating enough leads they're not pre-selling people enough to make their life easier easier when they actually have the conversation so then they're getting lots of people on that call who aren't necessarily appropriate Um, one of the decisions that we decided to take when we put together the academy um, was actually we have two tiers to the academy we have the 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 academy itself and then we have an accelerated tier so the uh, academy runs for, four, for eight weeks um, you get uh, three sessions one-on-one everything else is as a group with live training and accountability big fan of accountability um, because you need to keep those people moving forward and so if I want results within a short period of time then I need to, to be working with that person to make sure that they're, they're putting in the work and they're in, you know they're implementing what I've suggested uh, I had a client uh, message me which was really fortunate actually on Sunday evening and so the the phone line for the challenge for um, well basically the call booking system closed uh, Monday at two o'clock on reflection 
closing it at two o'clock on a bank holiday Monday isn't ideal. Uh, people are allowed out that bit more now on lockdown. They can go for long walks. They're not restricted to uh, one session of exercise a day outside. Um, so, you know, that has meant that more people were out and about on a beautiful sunny bank holiday Monday. Uh, would I do that again? Uh, definitely not. I would probably close it on the Tuesday, but um, it is what it is. And um, that's definitely a learning point for us. The fact that I didn't realise it was a bank holiday until bank holiday Monday um, is a slight oversight on our part. But, you know, obviously by then we'd had the challenge up and running, but we could have extended the deadline. You know, we had that deadline on it so that people were, you know, they had an end in sight. As far as the sense of urgency was concerned, we did product offerings on day two where we actually looked at, you know, what you would put together, how you could make provide a sense of urgency to make somebody uh, act now. Um, I I'm definitely not a fan of uh, false senses of urgency so there was no for me there was no scope to go you know what guys I didn't realize at bank holiday um so we're just going to open it for that bit longer um you know that sense of urgency was that sense of urgency and so that's what we were going to do definitely a learning point for next time and hopefully you know we will create something um with a little more um awareness of, of time scales and what's going on we are actually already looking to dates for next year when B3 has been born, when it's, uh, you know, getting towards nursery uh, and I'm coming back um, to, to work full time. So, you know, we are already clearly planning much more in advance for the next challenge than we have been for this one. But anyway, you know, we had the opportunity over the the following days from the Wednesday to when the group shut, which was at the same time as the the phone line shutting, the, the booking line called booking line shutting um, on the Monday uh, to put out their um, information every time somebody joined up. Um, I was asking them whether or not it was okay to, you know, welcome them to the academy within the group. And so I was putting that in there. Um, we were very clear on our offering in that we didn't sell the second tier of the academy it was only when I was having calls with people that I would think whether or not they were appropriate if they're wanting additional support if they're wanting one more one-on-one time that's when they were getting the um you know they were getting made they were made aware of the accelerator program which instead of eight weeks is 12 weeks uh and they get weekly um they get weekly calls with me one-on-one and they get Voxo, which is like a walkie-talkie app. Um, it's my my one source for uh, clients that are working with me um, more intensely one-on-one to uh, to access me during the week. Messenger, email, um, WhatsApp, it all gets so busy. So um, Voxer is for my, for my clients, um, and that's where I, I look. So I've got a mentor on there, and then all the rest of clients, uh, so that if anybody needs to reach me to make sure that their business keeps moving along, then I can do that. And I find that works really well. It's like my you know designated app for that. So we were really clear um, because we didn't want, I didn't want copious amounts of phone calls. My thing is selling without sleaze. So, you know, as upfront as you can be with people means that you're not in a position where you've got someone on a call um, and, you know, they're not aware of the price and, you know, you feel like you've you've wasted your time. They feel like they've wasted their time. So the best way of avoiding wasting your time and theirs is to tell them what the price is before they get on the call. And if it's not feasible for them, if it's not something that they can they can afford right now, then you know that's then they don't. It's it's as simple as that. They'd already been pre-sold because we'd been putting retargeting ads in front of them with testimonials and feedback from clients that I've already worked with, so they knew the caliber of what I was working um, working to. And also, I also provided a um, 
so the the lady sorry I was beginning to talk around the lady who had sent me a message on Sunday evening so Sunday evening really really fortunate she'd done a membership launch uh and she'd kicked that off on Friday evening she had prices wrong Uh, I've been working with her for three weeks and um you know I was like we need to work on this price it's not right for you and um, so I said right you can you, you can't up it now because you're you're mid um there's a, there's a group that you've been working with you've been talking about the the membership that you do um so after this we'll put it up and we need to do some decent research on how much to charge people so um so she, at her current price she put out and she said you know she put it onto her her free group she put it onto a mailing list um i've got this offer which is coming off the back of people finishing this this standalone program um i'm going to you know this is the last time i'm going to offer it at this price she sent me a message over voxer on sunday night to tell me that she'd got 78 signups um all at 37 pounds a month so her average length of length of time that people stay in her membership is 10 months um she adding that to the members that she's already got um she's looking at generating over seventy thousand a year with membership so she is a happy lady and obviously her being able to share that with me um meant that um you know i was able to to share that with with the group it was just amazing super super timing though so, you know we were able to get that out um, onto email into the group prior to people um you know the the, the booking um the, the core booking line shutting um for people to see again you know evidence of what i do it also um worked really well because i was able to say you know this is why i can offer the guarantee with this challenge that i have um i don't normally guarantee my work uh, when somebody works with me uh, I always say you know if you put in the effort you'll get the results but because of the audience being that little bit colder um, well cold um, you know I was I was keen to provide something um, that would make them feel more confident taking the plunge and working with me so the guarantee that I produced for the academy this time was a money back guarantee what well, is better than money back guarantee so basically if the person that I was working with didn't generate the cost of the academy feedback within six months in additional revenue, so not just revenue that they were already producing, but additional to that, um, so not the revenue they were getting prior to coming on the, the academy, um, then they were getting their money back and then I was working with, I will work with them until they generate that money. Now, interestingly, when I got people on the call, some people weren't appropriate for that because their business wasn't in a position to currently trade or they were in a position where, you know, they just haven't got a product offering. Um, So, you know, they wanted to take part. They wanted the clarity and support. I deal with a lot of startups and lots of people who haven't got an idea of how to set up their, their idea their um, concept but they've got a concept and if you've got a concept if you've got a set of skills you know I've gone from a set of skills and we've looked at right okay what we're going to put together what can we sell out of these skills Um, so you know I've been really fortunate to be able to work with people at that starting phase and so people like that on the on the challenge who you know wanted clarity on an idea that they had you know this furloughing this lockdown has made people reassess how secure their job is what having a job with somebody else means and so lots of people at the moment really I find it really inspirational are looking to set up their own business um which I love I think it's amazing uh and it you know it's it's really nice positive um 
outlook to have on what has been a pretty rubbish experience so um being able to work with those people i've obviously said look i i don't know what we're going to come up with as far as an offering is concerned as far as a business concept is concerned and i don't want to be rushing you through that process just to make sure that you are generating enough money um so you've got your product to the right price point to cover my fees by the end of, of six months so what i will do if you want to is i will you know promise to work with you i will guarantee to work with you until you have earned this this fee back um but you know that may take longer than six months and at six months after working with you you know i'm I'm not going to, to to be in a position where um i'm going to you know set you off after week eight um and then at six months you come to me and say oh actually i haven't haven't done anything with this and so i want my money back um so you know i'm willing to work with them if they're willing to work so i will work with them to help them uh, get that feedback so the academy fee and um, we were really up front as i say with everybody with how much it was um right from the beginning because i didn't want to waste anyone's time um and so that's what we've done i had a target in my head i put in my um selling without sleeves facebook group that my target for calls um i had two ladies who um kindly said one of my one of my current clients um, who's been with me quite a while and somebody that i've worked with in the past who's got really good um selling ethics um i got those guys on board to be additional slots for me um so that they could sell too um that had mixed results uh, unfortunately the lady who's really good she's a really lovely lady who um has worked with me previously she only had one person book a call with her and then they cancelled um which wasn't ideal the lady who has been working with me i think it's a really good opportunity for people to have a conversation with someone who's worked with me understand the workload the pressures the you know expectations um of working with me uh and you know to get from the horse's mouth the results that she got um and confirmation on that um so that's worked really well and she you know she has converted um from her calls she's converted about 50 percent um, so I think she's done really well there. Um, you know, she is good at selling um, and she, she has had from from the sort of type of people that have spoken to her, um, the people that tend to have spoken to her are the ones that seem a little um, lower on the revenue, and a little bit newer on the business side of things. So I think she's done really well to do that. Um, we've then got you know we were very ethical with it you know this isn't a time where everybody has money there is money to be there to be spent there is money out there um but i we were really clear that you know if you couldn't afford the three installments rather than the the one-off payment um then you know it probably wasn't the best option for you right now um you know it is an outlay it does come with a guarantee but you have to put in the work and your head has to be in the right place so people who were in a position where they were really keen we had one guy who was really lovely guy really great concept but he didn't have the money to, to to pay the three installments and even the first installment wanted to look at weekly and we said you know what you're better off implementing what you've learned on the challenge implementing that over the sort of next nine to 12 months and then coming on the next challenge and jumping on the next um, academy opening and that is my intention with the structure of this is you know come october i'm going to have a baby uh, i want to keep things ticking over um, within my business but i don't want to be running a challenge an academy with it with a newborn and so you know we've got it planned out that around about this time next year so probably april may of next year um, i will run another challenge and that that is my genuine intention the sense of urgency the sense of you know this is the the way to work with me this year 
Um, it, it wasn't a false urgency at all. Um, you know, I have a deadline. I've got a book that I'm wanting to write. Um, I've had a bit of a, a change of thought process on how to go about that. And I do want to get people involved to help me edit it. Um, because my I'm reasonably happy with what I dictated originally, but I really would like to have that expert input. Um, I want to, to put it in front of a company who says, yeah, actually, this is a good idea. It's a good title, but you need to work on it more. Um, I, I think I'd be disappointed if they said, yeah, it's good to go as it is because I wouldn't feel like I was getting my money's worth. So I know that there's work to be done on the back of that. And basically, once I finish with these guys on the um, academy, I'm going to have about 10 weeks left. So for me, that's enough to get the book sorted and, and get my business in the right position, produce content, um, you know, provide myself with um, a few interviews that I've got up my sleeve from for the podcast so that um, I can give myself a little bit of breathing space once B3 comes along and, and enjoy being a parent this time. Um, last time was uh, Martin was diagnosed with cancer at the same time as our um, our son was born. And so it was very much a, a very turbulent, stressful time and we weren't able to enjoy um, him as a baby. Uh, unfortunately, this time around, we have a... Uh, you know uh, an, acad- an academic a pandemic a world pandemic um which obviously wasn't predicted and um, we weren't expecting um which has impacted so far the sort of journey of having a baby um with scans and stuff and not being able to to have the dads in but um hopefully by the time you know it's born in october the end of october they'll have reduced the restrictions of, of dads coming onto the labor ward and people coming onto the labor ward and or even just family meeting meeting it um you know it's something that at the moment you know people can't do in the same way and um, which i think is a real shame from a bonding point of view so you know i have plans of outside of my business um that i want to implement and so for me you know the the sense of urgency of look this is the way that you can work with me going forwards is genuine like that that this is it so um we currently have 18 people signed up to the academy so we've got two on the accelerator got 16 on the selling without sleeves academy it would i would like 25 um we said i mean we we were honest again with capacity because we had no idea how many people and we were just honest and we said you know i can literally only take 50 so um you know i've had 20 something calls um and you know that my thought process is that you know if we get 25 then brilliant i've got people to follow up with um but you know it's not it's not the end of the world this time. The, the key thing for me is getting results and so that I can come on to the next challenge talking about people who graduated from the academy last time and what their businesses are doing um, and having interviews, having conversations with those guys um, so that they can share with the people on the challenge exactly what they can expect from working with me in this way. So, you know, it would be nice to get the 25. Um, I have uh, 13 phone calls still to do um my current closing rate is around i think it's 88 percent so in theory you know i should definitely get the 25 but we'll we will see my expectations is is that the caliber is likely to be people more dipping in their toe whereas the people which contacted me first were definite action takers i'm convinced you know let's go so but we will see i you know i haven't run a challenge like this before ever um i haven't done anything like this so you know it's a case of watching this space i'm using this as a benchmark in the end because the group was so busy we did get a member of we got four people helping um one of them has 
been is really experienced and they've been working in groups and doing challenges and launches like this for some time um we were really really fortunate to get her support and so you know it'd be really interesting when we debrief um on wednesday so tomorrow um when we can go through and we can see what people's feedback is and you know what we can do to improve it next time and you know even though feedback and obviously i was doing the lives i was doing the content feedback can be tough but if you don't learn from your feedback, if you don't get feedback, then you're not going to be able to make any difference. So it's super important to me that I make the most out of the opportunities that I'm getting to get feedback from people who know what they're talking about so that I can I can learn for next time. You know, as far as conversions are concerned, we were expecting around about what is one to three percent is the sort of industry standard. Um, on cold so obviously more towards the upper end but we just did not know um, particularly with what's going on in the current climate and everything else it's been a really enjoyable experience I wanted to do this podcast to provide you with an insight into what it was like and what running a challenge is like anybody has any questions on it then please do get in contact with me uh, either at sarah at sellingwithoutsleaze.com which is my email address or by jumping into my Facebook group or dropping me a Facebook message. I am literally the only Sarah Jolly Jarvis on Facebook. So I, I do believe in the world. Um, but, you know, it's it's an opportunity to, to ask questions and find out for yourselves. Lots of people that I've been speaking to on calls are like, I want to do what you did with your challenge. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, I can definitely help you with that. But let's see if it's right for your business. You know, there are lots of interest out there on doing these sorts of things. Are they hard work? Yes. Was it fun? Yes. Was it worth it? Most definitely, even if sales stopped at the point they are now. The insight, the fact that I've grown a mailing list, my mailing list is now bigger than Martin's, you know, is is all very positive. It's an opportunity for me to to make the, the most of this, make most of the energy. And most importantly for me, how well received the Selling Without Sleaze ethos was. Uh, you know, it, it, it was really positive people's responses to it. People could really relate to it. And so, you know, we know we're on to a good idea with the Selling Without Sleaze approach and, and being clear with people about what that approach entails. It's what, you know, people want it. People want to be able to sell without feeling sleazy. And I want to be able to teach them. was super, super grateful um, for the amount of people who got involved and, and put their trust in me with the challenge. And the feedback has been really fantastic from people who took part in the group said what they got out of it I'm really pleased that um, you know if nothing else people are able to walk away with more confidence feeling like actually they don't have to resort to sleazy tactics and and that's what I was really really keen to get across at this stage that's me for today guys I will be with you this time next week please do subscribe and review me that all helps to, to make people aware of my of my podcast and please do head over to my group it's got the same icon it's selling without sleaze and you will find me, yeah, you'll find it on Facebook. So thanks for listening, guys, and uh, speak to you same time next week. Take care. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it. 